you to bear with me because this is only episode two of tech is not neutral and i'm still trying to figure out how to make this work but i did like um going on doing these um one-offs these me just sitting down talking about something very specific in tech and i just knew Kristen would be there right away hey girl <laughs> and so today the topics that i'm gonna um to cover are Twitter bias, um, facial recognition software and AI, um, Facebook leveraging data for friends, and um, TSA body scanners. So that's where I'm going to go today. And yes, I'm looking over here to read um, some of these articles and things I pulled. So we're going to start with Twitter. There's a lot about Twitter. So this past week, um, Jack spoke at, um, um, what's it called? Oh crap, it's slipping my mind. It's called, um, uh, da, 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 da. oh wow, TED Talks. <laughs> he spoke at TED 2019. And there are some things that he said that are really interesting and really telling. So we're just gonna tell the story of Twitter this week. Um, and again, this is in the context of tech is not neutral. Um, and what I want to do with this show is, because what I see a lot is, individuals highlighting one thing or um, talking about something else or an article comes out about something else and people aren't connecting the dots. And I'm very good at connecting the dots. I'm very good at seeing the macro and the micro of things. And so when we don't connect the dots, we don't see um, how something, because we think in silos all the time. And so we need to think in systems. So think about if you eat something um, that you're allergic to, um, it affects your entire body. You could have hives, you could, um, you could um, have respiratory issues. I mean, it could stop your heart. So that one thing is affecting a system. And this is why we, I wanna do this, this show, it's because we're not seeing that these, what we consider or like to consider because it's safe for us, it makes us um, not as uncomfortable to see these of, of, as one-offs, but they're not. So um, Jack was at um, TED Talk and he wanted to talk about how they're um, they're um, changing the platform to be safer for. Um, so he says, um, in an effort to make Twitter a healthier place, this is an article um, that I uh, that I um, get. and I'll put all the links in below the. Um, once this is done, I'll start putting the links below the video so you can see them, and I'll be, pin be pinning these to my to my profile weekly. So in an effort to make Twitter a safer place, Jack Dorsey, CEO Jack Dorsey said the company is looking to change the focus from following specific individuals to tracking topics of interest, a significant shift um, in the way the service um, uh, operates. So I want to go over to another article that I, I was reading. It says, he knows that Twitter is broken and it's toxic and terrible. Um, and that he and the team are planning to radically rebuild it. He, reiter he reiterated 
all of this and on the TED stage explaining that he wants to rethink the behavior of what the site incentivizes. For instance, he by probably getting rid of the like button and de-emphasizing follower accounts while emphasizing social um, topical interests instead. Okay, Jack, you don't know what, God damn, dude. Oh my God, this is just such a uh, aggravating for me because I... This Twitter is, is a shit show. We know it's a shit show. It is my community, though. And so how do I find people? I find people when people I know like something or I go through their look at who who they're following or who's following them. And I'm like, oh, that's somebody of interest. I don't need you fucking with that, Jack. I don't need you. Can you solve the problems that bother me that that and that cause me harm? You taking away the like button is not going to keep me and people like me and people in other marginalized communities safe. That is not our problem. Um, you making this about um, de-emphasizing. I can, I can get with de-emphasizing follower account because I really don't pay attention to my follower account anymore since I know that your platform is now run, um, has so many bots on there that it really doesn't matter who my um, who follows me. That I don't mind, but don't take that away from me. I just just make it clear that your follower count doesn't may not mean what you think it means. It may mean that if you did a better job, Jack, there wouldn't be so doggone many um, bots on there that are in my. Um, I mean, when I spent one day going through suspicious accounts, and I'm gonna let you know if you follow me and you have a private account, and I understand that that is your for whatever reasons. If you follow my main. Twitter account, you're going to be, I'm going to soft block you because I cannot have for my own safety, people who can see me and I can't see them. So that's why I block, I soft block, which means I block you and I unblock uh, block you. So you can still see me, but you can't follow me um, because I can't, I need to make sure I know who's fought, who I, who I can see what they have. Um, that's the stuff I need, Jack. And also I don't like that the fact that people who have private accounts can follow me and I don't get any notification that they're following me. That's the stuff I need. Um, I don't need you to change likes. I need likes. How do I know um, if so? Uh, yes, that, that dude, ugh, that helps me identify what my community is talking about, what they find important, what I need to do research on, um, where are their um, misunderstandings, um, that kind of thing. It gives me information. A like to me is not just some badge of, oh, this is great. I'm going to, no, it means something to people who are out here doing the real work. This is how we get information. We don't need you fucking with that. We just need you to keep us safe. So that was one thing. And then he said, um, um, so why was that important? Because Twitter remains full, uh, filled with harassment, especially for women, people of color, LGBT communities. Can you go to us and ask us what we need? Um, and then he says, what he's doing is fighting, he says, under it says, um, his priorities, fighting abuse. The company has also stepped up its ability to proactively remove abuse without users having a, having to report, first report um, to Twitter. Twitter's automated systems now catch about 38% of abusive tweets. Okay. I'm just gonna, you know, I don't give a shout out to white people, period, let alone a white dude, but Chad Loader with the, um, the, um, moment he created or the, and he continues to create this thread of highlighting, um, finding people with 
um, 10,000 followers or more who are um, tweeting about um, killing Muslims, um, causing harms to Muslims, causing harm to the congresswoman, that kind of thing. And in his proactiveness, he's he's gotten news attention. Plus, Twitter has um, shut down these accounts. This is one individual who has been working on this with the help of well, who started and we've got the community to start reporting these things. That's how this stuff happens from the ground up. Twitter does not have an algorithm to do that. And that's what they need to figure that we wouldn't be here on Twitter, Facebook, Reddit. None of these things would have been gotten to this point of being such a shit show had you in the beginning put things in place. This is again about systems. Now you have to go back and clean up shit that you started, but it's a problem because you don't have the perspective. You're trying to do these complicated things. What Chad did was put in your search certain terms, found certain accounts that were um, threatening um, the congresswoman and other Muslims and Muslim communities, put those in a thread, screenshot that and shared it with the community. That damn simple. So I just really need, um, and I know other people are doing this. I need you to listen to us. So that is a that is a huge problem I have. Um, and then um, I'm going to end the Twitter rant with. <laughs> so Twitter said a year ago that they were um, pausing their verification part, and it was so funny because before I even really started. Um, um, well, definitely before I started hashtag cause scene, I tried three times to get verified. I don't know what else information I could have given them to prove I was who I was. That was just blind, mind blowing to me. And the fact that I had to give all that information and I don't know what the hell they did with it, but even driver's license, all kinds of shit, and they still wouldn't verify me. And so, yes, it became of, well, who are you verifying? Is it people of that you consider important? So now there's a Twitter, there's an article, Twitter secretly verified Jack's mom um, and thousands of others despite pause. So um, Jack Dorsey's mother and father, the 80s band White Snake, a war room associated with Donald Trump's re-election campaign. These are a few of the more than 10,000 accounts Twitter has quietly verified in recent months, despite putting their verification program on uh, hold. And I know they've been doing this because um, there's an individual that I know who said on, who wasn't verified, but I saw on LinkedIn, she said, oh, she got her verification. I was like, I, I don't understand this. And then it's, uh, there's a paragraph that says celebrities and others with back channel connections to the company are able to become verified as Twitter ignores everyday users and those without insider access. In many ways, this secretive process is now more opaque and unfair than it was when everybody could apply for on uh, Twitter's website. At a time when Twitter says it is trying to be more transparent about its rules, the lack of an official verification process is hurting groups already susceptible to abuse, says a critic. This is the problem. So I thought it verification meant just like when you verify, you know, when you your bank, just so you know who I am. So you know that this is a real account, but that's not what Twitter is. And so the fact that there's a back channel um, way to get in is again shows that Twitter is not neutral uh, or tech is not neutral. You are not going to the most vulnerable people who need to be verified 
so that when we um, report things that our reporting means something to you, you're going to celebrities and all these other people because they said Tom Brady got um, verified. The Parkland shooting people got verified. Um, um, uh, the, uh, the no survivors, yeah, some of the survivors of Parkland shooting that made sense to me. Tom Brady, he's a celebrity. Um, and then, um, to, um, um, Jack's parents, both parents, um, uh, his mom and father, why do they need to be verified? Who the hell are they? Um, and so that is just, a, just, just the thing about as, equal as we think things are these are examples we get every day about that they're not so i'm going to segue into this next segment so i'm going to say up front that there are some terms here that i'm going to fumble over because um they're um scientific terms and they're 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 just a lot for my mouth to say <laughs> um but uh, there's an article that came out by Luke Stark and it's called facial recognition is the plutonium of ai and the subtitle is, it's dangerous racialization and has few legitimate uses. Uses Facial recognition needs regulation and control on par with nuclear waste. So I pulled out this, this is a great article, but I pulled out this one segment that really um, I wanted to talk about. Again, tech is not neutral. So it, there's a, and you know how they pull out in bold print, it says, Facial recognitions rationalizes effects. Racializing effects are so uh, potentially toxic to our lives as society, social beings that its widespread use don't outweigh the risks. So let me read you some of what he what this article says. The fundamental problem for with facial recognition technologies is they attach numerical values to the human face at all. As Brown and other scholars have observed, facial recognition technologies and other systems for visually classifying human beings through data are inevitably and always are, are inevitably and always mean by which race as a constructed category is defined and made visible, reducing humans into sets of legible manipulative signs has been a hallmark of racialization, scientific and administrative techniques going back to several hundred years. The systems used by uh, facial recognition technologists to cold, cold human faces perform and perform a an essentialization, visualization, schematization, um, yes, <laughs> schematization. And so I looked up that word because I knew it had something to do with schemes. So it's, it's the root is schematicize and it's to reduce to or organize in according to a scheme. So these systems thus enact a process, Brown terms, digital, digital, it's the skin, um, epidermalization, epidermalization or the imposition of race on a body through the classification and schematization of human facial features. The imposition of racial categories onto human bodies is, of course, scientifically unsound. As a recent co-op 
authored by more than um, 60 academics observed, observed a robust body of scientific of a robust body of scholarship recognizes the existence of geographically based genetic verification ver, ver, variations in our species but shows that such variations um is not consistent with the biological definitions of race and more moreover that these variations does not map precisely onto um, ever-changing social defi- socially defined racial groups. Race, in other words, is not is not a set of categories dreamed up by humans. No, race, in other words, is a set of categories dreamed up by humans and perpetuated by human activity, including um, digital systems of classification. So basically, this just talks about again that race is is a is, is some shit that people made up and that we are now coding AI facial recognition software to identify made up science that will affect people. Now, if you don't have a problem with that, that's just crazy to me. And so um, then I want to go to you to this article about Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft turned down facial recognition sales on human rights concerns. Microsoft Court recently rejected California law enforcement agency's request to install facial recognition technology in officers' cars and body cameras due to human rights concerns. Microsoft concluded it did not um, concluded it would lead to innocent women and minorities being disproportionately hailed for questioning because the artificial intelligence has been trained on mostly white and male pictures. AI has more cases of mistaken identity for with women and minorities, multiple rep, multiple research projects are found. Anytime you pull anyone over, they want it to run a facial scan against the database of suspects, um, Smith said without naming the agency. After thinking through the uneven the uneven impact, we said that the technology is not your answer. <sighs> hmm. So this is where we're going. <laughs> this is where we're going. Where when I look back at facial record, they're telling you that the science is based on trying to find data points about race and gender that has been trained on white men. And now law enforcement, and this is not the first case of law enforcement agencies wanting to use this, um, this software. So we need to be careful about that. And now we're going to move on to Facebook headline. Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg leveraged Facebook users data to fight rivals and help cut friends leaked document show. So we're going to just Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg oversaw plans to consolidate the social network's power and control competitors by treating its users data as a bargaining chip. While publicly proclaiming to be protecting that data, according to a according to about 4000 pages of leak company documents, largely spanning 2011 to 2015 um, and obtained by NBC News, the documents, which include web chats, um, presentations, spreadsheets and meeting summaries show how Zuckerberg, along with his board and management team, found ways to tap 
Facebook trove of user data, including information about friends, relationships, and pictures as leverage over companies it partnered with. In some cases, Facebook would reward favorite companies by giving them access to the data of its users. In other cases, it would deny user data access to rival companies or apps. This should be concerning to a lot of people. And again, it shows that tech is not neutral. We really need to be mindful of that. Um, this causes harm. This um, games the system. And this is where tech is shooting itself in the foot and will be regulated by a group of people who don't even understand tech. That's another scary part of this. Um, and so... Um, that is just a shit show. And I, oh, I just realized. So let me talk about this, um, TSA. TSA agents say that they're not discriminating against black women, but their body can, body scanners might be. Full body scanners at airports across the country frequently give false alarms to afros, braids, twists, and other hairstyles among black women. You know what? I'm not even going to talk about that shit. I'm just going to leave that right there because again, that just tells you that tech is not neutral. And it goes back to um, the fact that um, the, 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 the default or what we're training these processes, these programs, these algorithms to do is based on the default of white people, white men. So if you don't have individuals coding um, these machines, the programs, the algorithms that are coding these machines that have any lived experience that's beyond whiteness or maleness, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna um, have a whole bunch of false positives. And I don't want to say any more about that because this kind of pisses me off. You, do you know how much effort people put into doing their hair, and you have to take the, they have to take their hair down, they have to do all this. I don't need you putting your hand in my head. Um, that's disgusting, um, and it's also. Mm, it harkens back to black women um, not owning our own bodies, how um, you white slave owners or whiteness has always treated us as property. So you putting your hand through my head to t touch something or making me pick. Then you're saying that I don't have agency over my own body just to go through this body scander. And that should be concerning for people. And I'm going to give you a bonus um, because an article came to my attention yesterday and it's what Philly Tech should learn from a hate speech incident in, at a local meetup. So let me start by saying um, I'm really proud of how the organizers um, handled this situation. So there was a trans um, individual. Um, they used the pronoun they. So um, I'm going to say it's a non-gender trans individual who gave a talk at the Philadelphia meetup, um, JavaScript developers meetup. And um, this, this individual was invited to speak and then they received a, um, the organizers, because you know, on, on meetup, if someone gives a um, feedback or ask a question, it goes to the, to the entire group. So someone, um, and we're going to call him, his name is Scott O'Connor, um, gave feedback, um, nothing about your, uh, wait a minute, hold on, let me go back. Let me go back. Okay. So, um, let me give a, cause I took a, so dear organizers, Scott O'Connor says, I am a 
full, a, a lifelong resident of Phoenixville and sign up to the meetup, sign up to meet other JavaScript pro, pro, uh, programmers in the region. It's a disgrace that such human indecency is being promoted and highlighted. Your drag show is not cute and promotes satanic values. I find it disgusting that you um that you people would allow a transvestite man child abomination of god to perform in front of a lifelong pro, 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 excuse me to perform in front of lifelong programmers you are a disgrace to society this is this okay this person this what my time i guess this is what this is what my time and gas money is being wasted on to see a waste of human life um and what is with the sheer bathroom bullshit. <sighs> okay, so I really commend the organizers for what they did to uh, address the concerns, and I'm just going to read um, the response. Nothing about your comment is acceptable, nothing, and that's in all caps. Um, um, you've stated, we've stated clearly in our code of the conduct that we enforced it strictly while the rest of us are here to learn from each other um, about javascript in a welcoming community you chose to sink into your ignorance and hatefulness in the desire to be disruptive uh, i mean destructive um and so then they went to find out who this person is but they deleted them and it was probably a troll somebody who's probably may have seen that this um individual uh, melanie starling Melody Starling was going to be speaking. Who knows what the circumstances why this person came to this thing. But this is something I want you to think about because that right there is why tech is not neutral. And going back to last week, tech is not apolitical. It is not apolitical. We all come into these spaces with our own beliefs, our own um, ideologies. And in creating safe spaces for marginalized people, particularly people who have been targeted, who are consistently targeted as organizers, I need you to really think about their safety, not just their psychological safety, because that's what we talk about now. But in our current culture with, you know, people in the highest office of this land, um, giving what seems to be a sanction to harm other, other individuals, we really need to think about what that means when we invite people from marginalized communities to our events. Have we thought about their physical safety? Because most of these events are open to anybody. We don't have security. We don't have metal detectors. We don't have anything. We really need to start thinking about this. And this is something I also am thinking about in my conference, hashtag cause a scene. Um, because I am highlighting and putting a spotlight on the most vulnerable and the most marginalized in our tech community. And I need to really think about having security there. Um, I really need to think about making sure that um, only people who are in that space have bought a ticket um, so that we can track individuals. We really need to think about the safety. It's great to say, oh, we're removing barriers. What we don't want to create is tragedy. So that is today's episode of um, uh, Tech is Not Neutral. Please give me some feedback on this because I'm trying to figure out the format. I actually have a conversation with somebody from Twitch next week because um, I want to see if I can build um, this. Uh, you're very welcome. If I can build, um, because Twitch is such a tech um, space, if that's a great platform for 
a better platform for me to do this since I'm always doing so much on Twitter and just to get um, have another conversation. So just um, if you have any feedback, I'm, again, I'm going to and it's, it has to be constructive feedback because, you know, if you say something shitty, I'm coming after your ass. So please don't do that to me. Don't do that because your ass will be embarrassed on Twitter. Um but I'm going to put the links that I've been that I've uh, the, to the articles that I looked at here below this video. And I want to thank you and have a wonderful Saturday. Thanks for listening to this special episode of the hashtag cause the scene podcast. I would like once again to give thanks to the author of how to be an anti-racist, Professor Ibram X. Kendi. Learn more about his work at his website at ibramxkendi.com. Please consider becoming an individual sponsor of the Hashtag Call the Scene movement by visiting the website at Hashtag Call the scene.com. On behalf of everyone here at Hashtag Call the Scene, we'd like to thank you again for listening to today's show and have a wonderful day.